Hey, thank you to Helix for sponsoring this podcast. Adam has had his Helix mattress for almost a year now, and he's loving it. It's it's actually hard to get him up. In fact, he won't stop talking about it. You'll understand what we mean when he goes into detail. Thank you for the detail, Adam, later on the episode. But for now, we want to tell our listeners about a special deal going on. Our Sleepy Time Pal Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and... As if that's not enough, two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet, and I'll bet it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Coming to you live from the Ray Horseman Studio in North Hollywood, California, it's Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, your comedy field guide to life. Tonight, we're counting our chickens before they hatch. Kelly Rutkowski, founder of Poultry DVM and the Adopt-A-Bird Network, is here to talk about raising barnyard fowl in your backyard. Don't chicken out on this chance to learn your cocks and hens. Plus... Oots Chips. Their advertising claim is the crunch that connects us all. We'll put that to the test tonight. Does it, Oots? Does it? And more theme songs from you, the nobodies out in the world. Also, we'll roll out our new fundraising pitch. We give you chickens, you give us bucks. I'm Adam Felber, the man who always tries to keep our conversational fouls within the boundaries of the hen house. And now, please welcome the woman whose talk is always going to be free range, Paula Poundstone! Yay! Boy, that is nice. Oh, yeah, that is. Thank welcome, you. Paula. And of course, a thank you to tonight's house band. Um, Piano player, Jamie Chamberlain. <laughs> oh, no, no. That was the human voice. Yeah, <laughs> I think it might have been. Yes, yeah. the soprano. Soprano Jamie Chamberlain. Jamie, welcome back to Hello, our... Hello, Adam. Hi, Paula. It's great to be back. We nice love to having have you. you back. Thank you. All right, Paula, let's first get to Utz. Let's get to the and Utz. I, I, you know, we were talking all, you know, for the last week, we were saying we're going to get Utz chips, right? Yeah. And just now, we learned that they're not Utz chips. What are they? They're Utz chips. Utz! Yes, because oh. our guest's friend, who's here in the studio tonight, what's your name? Andrew. Andrew. Um, he's from Hanover, Pennsylvania, where Utz are from. So he knew the pronunciation. Of these three-letter eponymous chips, yes. It could just be that here in California we say Utz, whereas in Pennsylvania they say Utz. You know, Pennsylvania has a pronunciation and a language almost all its own. It does. and In fact, according to our new friend, that's Pennsylvania Dutch country. Right. So God knows what they're getting up to. It's a lot. These are actually fried bonnets. They are. They're fried um, bonnets. So anyway, they make this, this advertising claim. Um, let me give you a little background on Utz from their website. Um, our founders, Bill and Sally Utz, you see, saying Utz makes me feel like I'm burping. Uh, thought snacks should be made from clean, simple ingredients, minimally processed. So they started Utz back in 1921, when maximally processed food wasn't even a thing yet. So I don't, so yeah. Bill and Sally so I don't were, see how they could have worried about that. Why were they taking a stand in 1921 yeah. against yeah. artificial additives? Yeah. In um, fact, what they took a stand against back then was the food just rotting in the bag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Today, we are still a family-managed business, almost 100 years after Bill and Sally made the first batch of potato chips in their kitchen in Hanover, Pennsylvania, the snack capital of the world. Wow. Still a family-managed business. I can't think of anything more painful. Than, than managing a snack business? You know, work, you know, whenever they say, like, oh, it's like a family here. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Well, I now we're going to see if this is the, the uh, they claim to have the crunch that connects us all. That's what they say. All right, so we had Ken Lezebnik, right? Or yeah. did we order them off the internet? I think Bonnie Burns we went it? on the internet and oh, ordered a boy. giant box yeah, of chips. She stays up all night ordering stuff on the internet. Yeah, yeah. But so uh, as Captain Crinkle got us some chips. Uh, so this a big box came. Yeah, with a sampler. A, uh, with a uh, single serving bag of many different kinds of We've got we've got chips. The, the original chips, the sour cream and onion chips. The, I have in my hand the barbecue chips, the white cheddar popcorn, the original chips, the cheese curls, the salt and vinegar potato chips, and the Utz extra thins pretzels. Now, do the do the pretzels make the same claim that the, it's the crunch that connects us all? Um, you know, I don't think it's a product specific claim. Oh, just in general? I think they are in general, the, the crunch that connects us all. But what we're going to find out is we're going to pass some Utz around the room. All right. And uh, everybody's going to have some. Yeah. Who wants uh And if someone doesn't vinegar? want the Utz chips, we'll just Utz them into it. <laughs> Come on. Come on, have an Utz. Come on. Come on, have an Utz. Stop Utzing me. Everybody likes Utz. I'm... Captain Crinkle... Uh, wants the cheddar popcorn. Now I'm yeah, against handing Captain Crinkle anything made of plastic or foil, but um, but those yeah. those those are not all that crunchy. The the the, the popcorn. I'm going to try the salt and vinegar. Now, now, Captain Crinkle, this is not an invitation for you to speak. No, because she's sitting there in the background going, "My God's got ten grams of fat in it." That's not that good. Shut up! <laughs> How about shutting up? The fat content of your cheese popcorn, you, and stop saying is my point. <laughs> the fat content of your cheese popcorn is not the issue here. The issue here is that we're all going to taste some of these Utz chips and see if the crunch connects us all. You know what? I'll be honest. I've never understood the nutrition facts. This oh, yeah? says sodium, it says 95 milligrams, 4%. 4% of what? The nutritional... Of the... the would you shut up? The suggested <laughs> daily value. Everybody, this is, a, this is mine and Paula's podcast. What the hell is going on? All right, so it's 4%... Of the U.S. recommended daily allowance of, of, the, of these things. Like, Does that mean I have 96% more sodium to eat today? Yeah, assumedly yes. you'd, eaten, you'd eaten enough. No, I hadn't. Really? No, I'm going... After the show tonight, I'm going to a salt lick. Okay. Well, uh, I'm I'm eating this. Uh, this is a very standard tasting uh, salt and vinegar chip. Yeah, uh, but it's not. Oh, yeah? the, it's not a taste that we're in it for. No. <coughs> sorry. <coughs> Wait. Sorry. <laughs> oh no! Don't oats on me. <laughs> <laughs> this is not to decide if they're tasty. No, no, no. Or if they have a lot of calories, Captain or if Crankle. they have a lot of salt. No. What Don't. we are. <laughs> what we are deciding. Uh huh. Is if it is the crunch that connects us. Yes. And frankly, it's already a little bit fractious in this room. It is. I don't feel connected. I don't feel more connected. I'm ready no. to kill Captain Crinkle, and we're like five minutes into the freaking podcast. Yeah. I feel it, if anything. I feel connected to you, but like as usual. I feel very connected to you. 
But frankly, I felt connected to you when we tried the Dr. Scholl's foot inserts. Yeah, and they don't make that claim at all. No. All right, well, um, you know, know we, gotta, we gotta give it time. We gotta okay. give it time. Yeah, let's um, see if we, we'll check back in we're, later we're, and we're see if we feel more connected. we this Lutz yeah. crap. And um, no offense to the Hanoverians in the, in the room. And uh, we'll see if it connects us all by the end of it. Oh, um. <laughs> Bonnie Burns. Just, Wallace manager, Captain Crinkle, just saw me looking at her because she was, in fact, crinkling the... Uh, the, the uh, and so she threw the she, bag she threw on the top bag of... at us. Yeah. Really, a bag in the center of our circle table where the microphones are. Yeah. That is literally like a Cut. mountain of chip bags. <laughs> of chip bags. Yeah. There, there is nothing she does at this podcast yeah. that isn't entirely infuriating. My hope for tonight's podcast is during it, I'll be able to summit Snack Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you will. I gotta get my carabiners. I, I believe in you. Um, Hold on, I'm now, still while, eating at them. While we're discovering if our Uts chips are the crunch that connects us all, um, and I'm I'm loath to bring this up, but you said that you had a, a nipple update. I now, do have now, a nipple let update. Let me review for everybody that over the summer, Paula, who whose nipples had lived a blameless existence until then, precisely, got never th- any nipple injuries, never any, any nipple injuries, got got two of them. First by one cat, and then by another cat. She had her left and then her right nipple. Pierced, as it were. Impaled. Impaled by by uh, cat claws. Yeah. Um, And that had never happened before. I've had cats for 30 years. Not an individual cat for 30 years, but cats for 30 years. And I've had nipples for, you know, 30 plus years. Easily. And, And, uh, and, and, And here's the thing. The last update that we had, you reported that it was over and everything was healed. And I thought that we were ready to move on from our- I was hoping. Yeah. But yeah. now there's a there's an update? So, you know, I don't see very well. And uh, no. I, I have a little peripheral vision problem. So I was stepping out of our garage into the backyard the other night, and I walked into a collapsed sun umbrella. And uh, damn, if the end of the sun umbrella didn't poke right into my right nipple. You mean the pointy part of the umbrella? Yeah. No. Not the top, the the edge. One of the one of the slat, one of the little. Um, I'm sure there's a word for those. Umbrellas. I'm sure there slat, is, but, and I know some listeners going to write. You walk nipple it. first into that. I walk nipple first into it because I was walking proudly at him. Okay, uh, you know, with my chest sticking out. Right. And why uh, did you leave a? Ha- da, 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 da. I was graduating from the garage. Okay. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and boom, right. I mean, right. You know, I think part of it was just that I was so not expecting it. Yeah. Um and uh. Fortunately, it didn't pierce. You know why it didn't pierce? Because it popped. No, scar tissue. <laughs> so, Fortunately, so, I've had enough. I'm actually building calluses up right. on the on my nipples now, now. Now, this is the one that was first pierced, right? It was the right. I, I can't remember. Uh, no, the left was the first one, I think, to go. Okay, so this is the more recently injured one. It was. That, but there's scar tissue there, Adam. Okay. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, uh, so, uh, yeah, just a, just a nipple update. Now- Because people are always asking now, how are your nipples? How are your nipples? That's gotta be weird for you when you play live. When you just think of it as a body part, not really. Really? Yeah, you know. It's not weird for you to talk about your nipples with your fans? Not anymore. Okay. It was in the beginning, but now that, now that they're at risk- yeah, there are nipples. My... Now, you know, a few weeks ago, you advanced the idea that since you know you've been working out a lot and, and moving towards your uh, taekwondo black belt, I just got uh, my panda bear uh, belt. That's not a thing. I think it is. Okay, I paid a lot of money for it. <laughs> okay, well, I hope right. it is. Uh, in any case, you're moving towards the black belt very quickly, and you advanced the theory that because you've built up so much muscle mass in your chest, yeah, that maybe your nipples were more prominent now. 
I do think that's true. I do think they stick out a little. So bit our more listeners can look forward to. to many more uh, amusing anecdotes about you. Yeah, injuring your nipples. Yeah, well, no, I'm hoping not, but it, it does. <laughs> it does make sense that that could be part of the problem yeah, because I also good. did. Uh, you know, I have twice shut at least one, perhaps two nipples at a time, in my uh, open laptop when I went to close it. How recently were those? I can't remember. That anymore. sounds really painful. You'll have to ask my neighbors; they would know from the. Ah! <laughs> it's very painful. I'll tell you. Yeah. Yeah, that'll prevent you from scrolling around late at night. Well, yeah, the the risks. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, Bonnie Burns, who orders stuff on the internet in the middle of the night, she's not troubled by that No, she's probably got some kind of nipple guards or something. Yeah, Captain Crinkle. Uh, Right, now... uh... (laughs) (laughs) Now, Paula, uh, every week you have a word for us. Uh, This week is not different in that way, Adam. This week's word is uh, horologe. Horloge? Horloge. It's a noun. Is that an amount of whores? Horloge. No, that is, has nothing to do with whores okay. at all. All right. Um, uh, horloge. Uh, that is dropped a... utensil in the background courtesy of Captain Crinkle. When you said whores, she, she dropped something. <laughs> uh, all right. Horloge is a noun. Uh, it means a timepiece as a clock, okay. watch, or hourglass. Horloge. Oh. Horloge. Yeah. You know, oh. I happen to wear two horloges. You, you'll recall. Yeah. So it's, yeah. So it's a timepiece of any kind. Yes. Wow. Well, Adam, I wouldn't say of any kind. I would say as a clock, watch, or hourglass. Um, here, I'll use it in a sentence. Okay. I was so tired, I slept through the alarm from my horologe. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was, that was worth the trip. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was just trying to use it in a sentence it's so good, people would know. Yeah. You know, it's a timepiece, Adam. It's a noun that means timepiece as a clock, watch, or, or hourglass. But here's the thing. I've had a really hard time um, really learning the vocabulary words. You yes, know, I we've do been it talking about, about how we need to solve that problem by perhaps asking our listeners to... Uh, to submit a song using as many of our vocabulary words as they could. Well, what I like to do is start, you know, what I did is, you know, I have a vocabulary word song, and I begin with this week, and then I add on. So it just gets longer each week. But it's Uh, not really a song. This week's word is horologe. It's a noun that means timepiece as a clock, watch, or hourglass. Last week's words was probity, a noun meaning moral excellence, integrity. The week before that was... We had nugatory. It's an adjective that means worthless, having no force, inoperative. Adam didn't think it was the right word to describe the incorrectly prescribed antibiotic for my bladder infection, but I did, I did, I did. <laughs> you know, it's okay. funny having an opera singer here tonight because she's able to appreciate what well, I she's, just did. I, I, you know, she's, bravo, bravo, she, she, my she's, dear. She's very impressed with you. Yeah, I, you know, I'm a little impressed because that was more like a song than the than the thing you did last week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the I, Shakespearean uh, thing that I did. Uh, the, <laughs> yeah, you, it was more of a declamation last time. This was a, felt a little. This is a beautiful song. No, it's not a beautiful song, but it, it, it is a beautiful song. Kids are going to be singing this up and down the block. I don't think block. you could swing it, sing it the same way again. What? I think you were just kind of winging it, and if you sang it again, it wouldn't come out the same way. This week's word is horologe. It's a noun that means timepiece as a clock. Watch your hourglass. I rest my case. It's exactly <laughs> the same. It can't be. It can't be. You All know. Right. I'll remind our listeners that if you want to spare us from Paula's song, you can submit your own song with our vocabulary words. You can even um, submit that along with your theme song contest song. Yeah, 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 we'd love to have that. Send it over to, to uh, nobody listens to Paula Poundstone at gmail.com. 
you know, our, our podcast. This week's word is horror load. Yeah, see, exactly. Yeah. The kids love it. Hey, Paula. You know, every once in a while, we get a new advertiser that I get super excited about. And I have to say, just because of the circumstances of my life right now, I'm really excited about our new advertiser, Quince of Quince.com, the clothing provider. Not to be mistaken for Quince from Midsummer Night's Dream. And let me just say this, and maybe it's not important to an advertisement, but when I was in the fourth grade, our class put on a production of A Midsummer Night's Dream. Okay. And I played I played Peter Quince. There. There's the connection. One of the mechanicals. That's a great connection. Also, yes, has nothing to do with this, which is that um, Quince is an online clothing store. And as you know, Paula, I've, uh, I've lost a little weight lately. Oh, right. 75 pounds. Yeah. So I literally have no clothes that are in my size until I just ordered some stuff at Quince. And I figured like, here's a chance for me to create a new look for myself. A whole new image. And how's it going? Not bad. I mean, the clothes are fantastic. I know that you ordered some too. What I got is I got the Comfort Stretch Traveler five pocket pants. And I got the, um, oh, it's so, and I got the 100% European linen shirt and it looks breezy and it fits beautifully. These are like premium pieces of clothing that are selling for like, you know, $30 a piece or starting at $30 at quince.com. It's awesome. I look good. I ordered the brushed lounge jogger Ooh. and you know i put them on when i came back from new york i pulled them on and i i swear to you okay this is not scientific because i was tired already right but they were so soft <laughs> and, and so comfortable that honestly like right as i got them up to my waist i i i think my eyes closed they're so co- it's a softness it's a kind of softness that I don't think I've ever experienced in a garment, honestly. You know, my uh, drawstring European linen trousers are a little bit like that too. Like so comfortable that I just want to hang out with myself. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're European. Keep that in mind. Uh, oh, European. they are so European. And you can get those kinds. Of, you can get washable silk tops. You can get uh, 14 karat gold jewelry and like all these accessories. Quince sells a lineup of timeless pieces that keep their customers looking effortlessly chic year after year. I'm not certain that I look chic, but certainly if I did, it's not going to take a lot of effort. I now look chic and I feel pretty great. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabric. It's all good as far as I can see. Is it my imagination or do they cut out the middleman? They cut out the middleman, Paula Poundstone. I love it when they cut out the middleman. That's the thing, they cut out the middleman. <laughs> That's fantastic. So be like me and Paula. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com nobody for free shipping on your order and a 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash nobody to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash nobody. And honestly, I look fantastic. Paula, you won't be able to keep your hands off me. Oh, I can't wait. And don't (laughs) think that if you had to return something, don't think you're sending it to a middleman because they cut out the middleman. They cut out the middleman. That's quince.com slash nobody. And if you're going to do it anyway, use our code. Hey, Paula, it's been almost a year now since I got my Helix mattress. And as you remember, there was some drama surrounding Helix mattresses. Because when Helix first sponsored us, Bonnie took the mattress and she's been loving it. But finally, I got my chance to get a Helix mattress and I sleep so well. I mean, the family bed is where we all gather. We watch movies in, in our room occasionally and everybody just piles on it and it it's comfy. And yet when one person hops on, the other half of the mattress doesn't fly up. 
I'm a fan. Well, you know, Adam, everybody is unique and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side. Models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support in stomach and back sleeping positions. Plus, enhanced cooling features to keep you from overheating at night. And if your spine needs some extra TLC, they got you. Every Helix mattress has a hybrid design combining individually wrapped steel coils in the base with premium foam layers on top. It is the perfect combination of comfort and support. I agree with that last bit. I don't get all the technical stuff about the mattress, but it is soft and supportive. Helix offers 20 unique mattresses, the award-winning Lux, which I got, and ultra-premium Elite Collections, the Helix Plus, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and the Helix Kids mattress designed for growing bodies and endorsed by child sleep experts, and my daughter now wants one. So, how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? You go to their website, take the Helix Sleep Quiz, and you find your perfect mattress batch in under two minutes. You know, when you said you can't follow all the technical stuff, it's really not that technical. You know, uh, no matter what way you sleep, they have a mattress that will support and comfort you. How hard is that? Uh, you know, when you say it that way, it seems a lot simpler. I take it back. That's my boner. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. And Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Well, I like that there's a warranty, but they can pry that mattress with my cold, dead hands. I took the sleep quiz. I was matched with the Helix Midnight Lux. I got the Lux. And I love it. It is such an upgrade from my old mattress. You know, I think Bonnie got the Midnight Lux. She did. Too. Yeah. You're not here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to take Adam's word for it? Well, you got Bonnie's word. Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Your Sleepy Time Pal Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. That's a lot, and it's already not that expensive a mattress. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet. It's fantastic. It won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Well, not right now. And if you're going to get it anyway, use our code. Um, our, our podcast is, is very popular and a lot of people want to join us on the podcast, uh, not the least of which is Tom Hanks. Did I tell you that? Yes. Tom yes. Hanks. You've been saying that Tom Hanks is this close to coming on our podcast. He wants to come. Right. He won't come if Mrs. Culpepper is wearing her ruby sateen dress. Right. Mrs. And Culpepper, the hand puppet that uh, doesn't actually wear anything. That's not true. Adam uh, Velma, he, here she I wear is. A, a beautiful red sateen dress. And uh, 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 fuck Tom Hanks. I'm wearing my red sateen dress no matter what. Do not truckle to Tom Hanks. Did you just say fuck Tom Hanks? 
Mrs. Culpepper? I didn't mean to. I'm just appalled. At the, <laughs> what would your husband say when you get home and you tell him that you've made this this terrible faux pas? Well, uh, Captain Culpepper uh, is not at home currently, Adam Felber. Oh, really? He must be at work then or on assignment. Uh, no, no. Uh, actually... Uh, Adam Felber, uh, uh, Mr. Captain Culpepper is deceased. Oh, I'm so sorry, Mrs. Culpepper. It is painful, a painful memory yeah. uh, to bring up. I'm, I'm sure it was uh, something very common that got him, like uh, tyrotoxism. It was! Oh, wow! I it just was. pulled that term out of thin air. It was tarotoxism, <laughs> yes. uh, which for a while I had been pronouncing incorrectly. For years, it seems. I have been saying tarotoxism. <laughs> yeah, it's That's tar- when you try to get someone to be poisoned by cheese. Tarotoxism is an accidental cheese poisoning or, or dairy, dairy product. product. Yeah. Yes. And in the captain's case, it was cheese. It was cheese. It was uh, cheese. <laughs> Any particular kind of cheese, Mrs. Culpepper? It was the good of the gutter, Madam Thelma. Thank you, Mrs. Culpepper. Tom Hanks says that he will only come on. Okay. Uh, he wanted us to have Petty Force, and we have Petty Force this week. We have Petty Force. We don't. And I called him, and I said, we have Petty Force this week. Right. And now he says he won't come unless you wear an Argyle sweater vest. I have to wear an Argyle sweater vest? I didn't think you would, and so I didn't, I didn't call you right away. But he, well, Tom f- Hanks was, he's right over now at Roger Federer's um Well, he's not. Uh, s- store. That's not Roger Federer's store. I looked at it coming here tonight. It's called Fetter, and it's an appliance place, and it's not Federer. No, it's Roger Federer's store. He sells appliances in Not there. unless a Federer you know, you is one who fetters. Every because that is a fucking tennis game, Adam. Uh, Sometimes you gotta have a steady income. You know, the guy. Are you has telling to... me anybody on Miranda Street has a steady income? <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. In any case, I think having Tom Hanks on the show is worth me wearing an Argyle sweat. Would you do that? Sweater vest. Absolutely. I love that. Of course Don't I will. to Tom Hanks. Now you stay Mr. out of this, Mrs. Culpepper. I will not. I will wear my ruby satin dress. Don't truckle to him so. How did we become a puppet show? Coming up, E.B. White. Next thing you know, (laughs) he'll be wanting a gold horologe. Oh, like a gold watch. Yeah. Or gold grandfather clock. Yes, that is correct. Okay. Coming up, E.B. White said, I don't know what is more discouraging, literature or chickens. Our next guest finds nothing discouraging about chickens. We'll be back to find out how to raise poultry in our backyards with chicken expert Kelly Rutkowski when we return on Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. There were chips in a bag, but we never heard them crinkling. No, we never heard them at all till Ah, till there was you. Till there was Captain Crinkle. I think that's exactly what was being inferred there. Captain Crinkle, who's uh, rapidly crinkling every bag of Utz in the place. Now, how are you with the Utzes? The Utzes. You know what? Uh, I can't say that I feel connected. For one thing, Captain Crinkle, who sits to my right, uh, has just been done nothing but complain. Yeah. Since we started eating the chips, because she doesn't understand what we're testing. No. She's telling me that they're not salty, that they seem stale, that they don't smell good, yeah. that they don't look good on her, that they it don't seems get like good every, mileage. It seems like everybody here. That you have to take your chip in for a, a checkup every few days. Yeah, she's got a that whole That they don't litany. know how to sing, that <laughs> they can't play soccer. Yeah. That they bite. They bite. Yeah. That's what she said. She said they the bite. chips bite, yeah. Yeah. And I, I, and I 
said all we're testing is the claim that it's the chip. The crunch. That, the crunch, excuse me, the crunch that connects connects us all. Yeah. Yeah. I and think I think it's a crunch that connects us all, isn't it? I can't, I can't remember. Let's, let's look. Is I it on so the back? I got to say, those Pennsylvania Dutch must have great eyesight because the print on those bags is so small. Um, um, okay. Yeah, I guess Bill and Sally, Sally Utz had a, had a, had a great eyesight. Yeah. Uh, the well, crunch that connects us all. It's the crunch that connects us all. Yeah. Well, the thing about Bill and Sally Utz is um, they were not connected originally. Um, um, they found each other. From, no, but they uh, were both connected sound. to other people because they were both, oddly enough, conjoined twins. No, that is not. That's absolutely true. true. That is not true. Yes, Bill's brother Phil and Sally's brother Marjorie. <laughs> they were fraternal twins. <laughs> connected, <laughs> conjoined fraternal yeah. twins. Yeah. yeah, very hard to do. Uh, no, but apparently, one of the stories that used to get told in Hanover. Is that, uh, and this is 1921, remember? Right, sure. Um, that Bill uh, was with another woman, and Sally was with him. They lived next door to each other, yeah. but nonetheless, um, uh, Bill was one neat night eating uh, a potato chip, and Sally heard it and came over. And fell and in love. And so it was the crunch that connected them. Broke up Bill's first marriage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, didn't connect everybody. <laughs> <laughs> this is a story that used to get told in Hanover. Is that true? Pennsylvania. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Thank you. Yeah, we checked with our, our Hanoverian, friend from yeah. Hanover, Pennsylvania. All right. Now, Paula, in addition to chips, you like eggs. I love eggs. But here's the thing. Okay. I don't eat eggs anymore. Why because not? Because I don't want to bother chickens. What do you mean, bother them? I don't want to, because, you know, when the egg companies get the eggs from the chickens, it's not nice to the chickens. That's true. So I why don't, don't you want to be uh, mean to so chickens. So why don't you just uh, get your own eggs? Uh, I uh, am not able to produce eggs anymore. No, I don't mean like that. I meant like... Uh, and I don't think those would be tasty anyways. I meant you could keep chickens. I mean... No, no. Obviously, you've never been a woman. I, I, no, uh, I... You! Um, I, I wouldn't think that those would be tasty. I was no, suggesting no. that you keep chickens, huh, not huh. that you harvest so your I own ovaries. I would like ovaries. to keep chickens, but I don't, I don't, I oh. don't know how. Uh, I really want to find out how. Okay, well, we have someone here who can tell us everything we need to know about the life of the urban chicken. Kelly Rutkowski is the founder of Poultry DVM. Don't know what that stands for. It's but, DVM? But, yeah. It's uh, where the chickens get their licenses. Okay. Yeah. And the Adopt-A-Bird Network. She's partnered with LA Animal Services to present backyard chicken workshops around Los Angeles. Please welcome Kelly Rutkowski. All right. Kelly, is it possible to have happy chickens that are treated properly in my backyard, keeping in mind that I do have two big dogs? Yes, it is absolutely possible. Oh, good. Um, yeah, you can keep them in the backyard with your dogs, um, as long as, uh, you just kind of moderate the, re- you know, don't How leave them. How many chickens do the dogs can eat? Well, just don't <laughs> leave them alone unsupervised yeah. with your dog. Yeah, I don't want well, to. Who will win a battle between chicken and dog? I, I have a feeling the dog would. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. My dog Mo tracked a palmetto bug the other night. The yeah. odds of tracking a chicken are pretty strong. Um, so what is the poultry DVM? It stands for Doctorate of Veterinary Medicine. You know, for humans, DVM is for animals. Oh, and you're the you. founder of it? Yes. 
What does um, what does Adopt a Bird Network do? Um, it helps the well, chickens. I think I could provide this one. But go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, oh, it helps the chickens and well and other birds in animal shelters find homes. Uh huh. Are there a lot of chickens in animal shelters? A lot more than people realize. Wow. I would think they'd go straight to the freezer case after you know being found on the street, but there it is. Uh, yeah, they're. I mean, not all the shelters will take them, but yeah. there's a growing trend. More and more, we're taking them in. Now, how many chickens do you personally own? I have sixteen. Sixteen wow. chickens, and are they strictly for eggs? Uh, no, actually, most of them are roosters. Are what? Most of the mine are roosters. Oh. oh. Then, yeah, not a lot of eggs for those. No. (laughs) So don't be disappointed in yourself, Adam. No, no, I've been trying. One day I'm going to get there. You can't produce eggs. I am going to do it. You'll Um, see. uh, How much much space do chickens (laughs) need? (laughs) Nope, that wasn't Adam's trying to produce eggs right now. Can't be done. So how much space do chickens need? Well, it depends on how many you have. Um, If you can, if you have... And in, in also your space. Like if you have a traditional coop, about two to four square feet per bird. Uh-huh. Um, and if the outside area is about 12 to 16 square feet per bird okay. is, is what the recommendation. And for why minimum. roosters? Don't they fight with each other? Uh, they don't. People think they do, but they don't always. Okay. Um, they can get along. I have uh, six roosters that live together and they're happy. And you're Where not getting any eggs cards, out of that. Talk about sports, that sort of thing. <laughs> Oh, uh, they, yeah, you know, they hang yeah. out. <laughs> a lot of locker room talk between those <laughs> roosters talking about what they grab. Um, all right, and now let me ask you this. Uh, as I said, part of the reasons I don't eat eggs is because I don't want the chickens mistreated. But uh, on television, there's an ad where an actor who plays a chef claims that cage-free chickens are just chickens that are raised in warehouses. And he seems to indicate that these cage-free egg-laying chickens are not comfortable either. Is that true? If you buy, you know, like I used to be comforted by the words cage-free on the boxes of eggs that I did buy back when I ate eggs. Well, it depends. You know, the the main problem I find with any of those uh, is the end result is um, when they stop laying eggs is oh. they kill them. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, so it's no like matter. in the movie Chicken Run where right. the chicken thought that they <clears throat> went on holiday. So no matter how well they're treated, it doesn't matter. They're going to still live. Okay. Oh, There's I a see. lot of pressure on chickens to keep laying eggs. Yeah. Exactly. I've had, I've had some jobs like that, but instead of eggs, they were jokes. Yeah. You had to keep laying your jokes. Um, wow. Yeah. So what what are ideal circumstances for a chicken environment? Like a pool, cable, Wi-Fi? What do they need? Oh. What do they want? Well, they're happy. They just like pecking around. I mean, they're happy with just some, you know, grass. And the big thing with uh, chickens, I find, is like something called enrichment items. To enrichment help. items? Mm-hmm. Like uh, workbooks? Yeah. Um, yeah, like workbooks. No, no, chicken just- workbooks. Like a, you know, you can put a cabbage on a string, just little things to keep them motivated and uh, keep them mentally stimulated. You put a cabbage on a string? Just just how, one example. <laughs> how do you put, so you wait, you, but you stab a hole through the center of a cabbage? Uh, you could just tie the cabbage with the string. Or you tie actually, the cabbage things. with the string. What does a cabbage on a you, string do for chicken brains? And then you dangle it in front of a chicken and when the chicken goes for it, you pull it away? Uh, well, well, no, you just hang it and then they all peck at it. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, and it moves. Yeah, it sways. Oh, and stuff. I got I you. see. That sounds kind of fun. I thought you were like, go ahead, get the cabbage. Nah, you don't. Go ahead, that get the cabbage. Mean. Nah, yes. So, this is more like chicken, chicken tetherball, right? Wow. Exactly. Oh, it's yeah. chicken tetherball. Oh, Essentially. That's a great idea. <laughs> huh. What other sports do they like? Um, now, um, 
Why this is? I know this is going to sound like a really stupid question, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Okay. Why don't, there are no stupid questions? Just you wait. So, uh, why don't chickens grow in the eggs that we eat? Oh, now that's a stupid question. <laughs> you what? must know the answer to that. Not really. Why don't you have any biological children? Uh, I don't know. You don't know? Oh, because the eggs haven't been fertilized. Yeah. Okay, but when they fertilize them, am I right about that one? Yeah, that's one part of it. <laughs> one part of it. Okay. There. All see. Right. All right. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> what's another part of it? Uh, that they're not incubated for twenty-one days. Oh, they got to uh, sit on them for twenty-one days. Yes. Okay. Oh. So what do they? Oh, do? so take chicken them can away. have as much sex as it wants. If you take the eggs away quick, they're they're edible eggs. Okay. Really? Yeah. They could have you could so have like a, a house full of promiscuous chickens. Yeah, I didn't know that. You're right. It, it was not a stupid out, question at all. It's not a stupid question. <laughs> so it's just My that bad. you take it away before it develops. Yes. Wow. Well, if there's a rooster. Yeah. If, if there's, there's a rooster. rooster. Yeah. yeah. Now, you have to have a rooster then in order to get the eggs from the chicken, right? They they can't adopt. Well, um n- no. <laughs> You know why they I can't don't, you adopt? You don't have to take that question no. seriously. Do you know why they can't adopt? Because chickens can't fill out forms. That's why. He has a lot of forms involved in adoption. Yeah, and they, you know the adoption worker picks up and goes, "There's a chicken scratches. I can't yeah, read this exactly. Um, so you do have to have a rooster uh, to um, to get more chickens. To get, no, to get the eggs. Oh no, no, you don't need a rooster to. They're laying eggs anyway. Yeah, yeah. Fertilized really? or unfertilized, they're laying them. Wow. How now, many? How fast do they lay those eggs? Uh, well, it's usually like one a day, but that's the real high productive ones. That that's, that's, like that's a the lot. ones that play. Chickens are small. Cabbage I mean. volleyball, and uh, right. Cabbage football and cabbage, cabbage lacrosse. Soccer, yeah. And uh, yeah. cabbage. Um, what's the one uh, polo? Cabbage water polo. They, yeah, those, those are the ones. Jesus, that, they that... can't walk two feet without dropping an egg. <laughs> <laughs> they got to feed them a lot, I would guess, to make an egg a day. The hens do eat a lot. Oh, yeah. Do they? What do they eat? Um, well, chicken, chicken feed. feed. Chicken feed? Yeah. The layers, what is, layers feed. Layer brand. I, what does that consist of? Well, it's a mix. Mostly corn, I would think. Well, uh, sometimes. Uh, it, actually, too much corn is bad for Oh, them. I didn't know that. Too much and corn I is bad t- for anybody. You know who else doesn't know that? Uh, Uncle Henry and Annie M uh, and the Wizard of Oz. What do you because, mean? Because they fed their chickens corn. Did they? Yes. How do you know? I saw the movie about a hundred times. How do you know it's corn? It could be anything. It's a black and white movie for crying. It's not no. like not like they say, go go get a bucket of corn and feed the chickens. You know, that's not a line in the movie. Adam, the phone's ringing. Answer the phone. Uh, the phone? The phone. <sighs> Hello? Uh, hi, uh, Adam. It's uh, me, Mac uh, LaPierre. Uh, Mac LaPierre. Yeah, my friends call me Mac and Cheese. It doesn't bother me at no, all. No, you're from Wisconsin, right? Yeah, I'm from Wisconsin. Much thicker uh, accent this week than last week, Mac. It doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. Uh, you know what I wanted to ask you, Adam? Yes, is, Mac. Uh, why are you arguing with Miss Poundstone? She's so clearly right. Uh, 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 Annie M and, and, and Uncle Henry, they fed their chickens corn. Uh, Mac, can I uh, answer your question with a question? If you need to, if that makes you feel better. Uh, yeah, I think I think, I think it would. Given that, that we are not a radio broadcast and we pre-tape this show for the internet, how are you calling in the middle of the show? Yeah, you, you know, Adam, I, you have to question everything. Yeah, I, it's I, uh, kind of my job. You know, I, I, I call because I, I love you and I, I want to help you out as much as I can. Do you... <laughs> Very Adam, Christian let of me you, ask Matt. you this. Do you walk with the Lord? I don't walk with the Lord, If Mac. you were walking with the Lord, you wouldn't be such an argumentative. 
primitive guy. You yeah. Know? You, and you might have some eggs if you were walking with the Lord. Do you Why, walk with is the, the Lord? Lord a chicken, Mac? Uh, yeah, you know what? It's different things to different people, Adam. Well, how would I have eggs if I was walking with the Lord, Mac? Uh, very carefully, because uh, uh, you know, Adam, I, I, I gotta go now. You're in, you're in the middle of working. I, I just call because I don't understand why you argue with Miss Poundstone. Okay, she, well, thank she you. knows a lot of stuff. Thank you, Mac. Yeah. All right. All right. Bye. Good talking to you. Good but, talking I, to you. Mac. I, I gotta go here in a quick second. Okay. Okay, we're back. Um, well, that's disturbing. Paul, would you have anything else you want to ask here in the interview? Oh yeah. If I were gonna raise chickens, what would I have to do? What What would be the steps I would take to raise chickens? Um, well, you would want to create an environment for them that would be safe in your backyard. So you'd want to buy them a coop well, mm-hmm. and, you know, either predator-proof the coop and the run and, and buy them, you know, feeder and a water and perches. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Perches? You, do they perch? They do. They sleep. That's how they sleep at night. On perches. On perches? I thought they sounded like a shelf. Well, chicken actually, shelf. I mean, if you keep an indoor house chicken, they they do. They would no, I don't mean inside. Them. I mean like there were the shelves in the coop, not uh, a perch like a rod, like a parakeet would sit on. Uh, well, um, kind of like that, yeah. Huh. I didn't Your know that. Your picture is a little bed. Well, they have, it's yeah. they're, they're sitting where they're going to lay they their eggs. Don't they sit on their nest? Yeah, they have, they, they're giving them little like egg laying places. Well, that's a separate. They don't sleep where they nest. They don't sleep where they nest. Really? Well, I mean, sometimes maybe they they do, but that not traditionally. They usually lay their eggs in their nest and then sleep in a different area. Oh, because oh, they wow. consider laying the eggs kind of work. Maybe you know. So they clock out. And they walk over there. Did you say cluck out? They cl- no, I said clock out, but oh. I see what you're saying. They cluck out. Yeah. And then they walk over to their perch. They're like, Jesus, what a day. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting on the nest now, for like eight hours. I'm going to the perch. Now, are, are, is everybody allowed to own chickens? Uh, in the city of L.A., you are allowed to own chickens if you uh, have them 25 feet away from your house, the coop, I mean. Why well, does it have to be 25 feet away from your house? Um, It's just one of the... Are chickens unclean? Chi- oh, chickens, they, they, I, I actually think chickens are cleaner than dogs or cats. To okay, you but truth. you can't have them within 25 feet of your house, though. That's uh, just one of those zoning things. I huh. feel like you're avoiding, like if I was an ace investigative reporter, this is where I'd be focusing in right now. Really? Because I feel you like you're really avoiding drill down something. On this? I would drill down on this. There one. has to be a reason There's why a reason. it has to be 25 feet from what your house. What is that reason, Kelly? Um, <laughs> go ahead, just say it, Kelly. They've been known to what? attack their owners. Go ahead, say it in their sleep. They come in through the window. Um, I don't think they attack. They, I've never. They, you don't want to answer this question, <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> I, I'm not sure why it has to be 25 feet. Okay, all right, all right. We're gonna it's a zoning thing that is a bit of a mystery. You're gonna return to this show a little later under a subpoena. Um, so, um, how many chickens can I have? Uh, you, well, you can have, uh, I, I don't believe there's a cap on it as long as you can only have one rooster. Um. What? But you, you have six. Well, I, I don't live in the city of LA. Oh, okay. Oh. Now, why can you only have one rooster? It's. That's why she's asked that we distort her face during this podcast. <laughs> because she has six roosters. Oh, uh, well, cause they, they can be loud sometimes. Oh, I see. Oh, right. Yeah. They get course. competitive and stuff? Uh, with their crowing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We don't want that. Yeah, I, I kind of do. I think it's cool. Do they really crow at dawn? Sometimes. Huh. Hmm. Uh, would you say that they are, uh, and could you? Could I use them instead of my horologe? Is that an alarm clock? It's a, yes. Oh. It's a timepiece. Oh, 
Y- it's yes, a time they're piece. great alarm clocks. Are they great? I, so, so are you I, up at dawn every day? I uh, I am. Okay. Wow, boy, it's that's sounding less appealing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm up morning. well before dawn, many many mornings to go right, to work. Right, of course. But on the mornings I don't have to go to work. You know, I set my horologe right. a little bit later, so that you can sleep if, in a little and bit. If, and if Captain Crinkle doesn't call me, I manage to get in minutes. How early does Captain Crinkle call you? You know, she calls me before she goes to bed at like eight in the morning. So she's nocturnal as well. She is. She has a perch and she hangs upside down on it. Yeah. She'd be a lousy vampire because you'd always yeah. hear her coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to suck your crinkle, 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 crinkle. Uh, oh, the yeah. children of the night, they can't be heard over my crinkling. So are there these, when you're referring to coops, Kelly, are, are there coops that you buy like pre-made? Yes. Yeah. So you buy, you can buy a like a Barbie dream coop. Essentially, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then, um, and then I could get the chickens at like uh, an animal rescue place. That would be ideal. Yeah, or rescue go- chickens. Yes. Yeah, yeah, uh, rescue chickens. Who yeah. wants to be rescued by a chicken? That's absurd. No, 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 no. no. It's, it's 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 not that. It's it's you know what chickens. with the fires and all. No, it's it's uh, everything was. No, they're chickens. I didn't think I was going to get out of there, but fortunately, a chicken carried my stuff. That's not really what happens. Ch- oh, but that, that, I had that a chicken in my go bag. You do raise an interesting question. Can chickens be trained? Yes. Are and they smart? What can they be trained to do? Yeah, are, are they smart? The, I think they are very intelligent, actually. Oh, oh okay. Um, and I've trained, uh, I've trained one of my roosters to jump through a hula hoop. Uh, okay. And, and you know, a, another one to crow on command. Uh, oh, wow. what's the command? Well, uh, crow. Oh wow! <laughs> wow! Yeah. Boy, that's yeah. Huh. yeah. No hiding that. Nope. Um, wow, that's good. Uh, you know, jump through a hula hoop, huh? I don't see how that's going to rescue you. Well, there are no such thing as rescue. Rescue chickens are like rescue dogs. Rescue dogs? Yeah. Yeah, they find people all the time no, under well, debris no. and shit. You <laughs> never see them. When there's been a big earthquake in another country, they never bring in chickens. No, they wouldn't. Yeah. Muck, muck. <laughs> muck, muck, over here. Muck, muck, over here. Muck, muck. What do people have wrong muck, about muck, chickens? Muck. What's the biggest misconception about chickens? Probably that they're that they think they're that they're stupid when they're not. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, they also have lots of personality, and and they can be just as affectionate as a dog or a cat. They can be great Bark. companions. Bark. Oh, great. Bark. Oh, that's so such a sweet fuck. Um, how long do they live? Um, about you're looking at if you're lucky five to seven years is oh, about wow. the they're short-lived chickens. So I, you know, the <laughs> listeners are gonna. Be going crazy to find out why the coop has to be twenty five feet yeah. away. No, we're gonna give you one last chance to answer that question. This is the bonus round. Kelly's balked at this. <laughs> all of a sudden, she's can all of a sudden she's you, Kelly uh, Pence. Excuse me. Can, uh, can our house band please um um cluck the Jeopardy theme? Kelly, thirty seconds on the clock. The question is. Why do chickens have to be kept 25 feet from the house? We're going to turn over all the cards. <laughs> you don't know? 
<laughs> All right. Oh, wait, so here's what I can't talking. figure out. I wish you guys could see her face. <laughs> Kelly, is it you don't know or that you don't want to say? I, I really don't know because they can keep. They, you can actually keep them in your house. So I, I, I you don't. can keep them in your house or 25 feet from your house. But don't this, let it within 15 feet of your house. This is kind of. This is kind <laughs> I of. I uncomfortable. This question is making yeah, Kelly. This is, she's stripping down. <laughs> this is. Um, these are the kind of regulations that people get upset about in business, like where there's just no earthly explanation for why that right. must be. Or it was something that made sense. Well, California you know, is overregulated. 50 years ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 50 years ago during the Great Chicken Plague. Yeah. Yeah. Now chickens are fine. Yeah. They have to be 25 feet <laughs> away. Maybe it's a restraining order. Yeah. Maybe yeah. there were maybe there were some really abusive chickens in years gone by, and we finally were like, no. you know, blanket restraining order. No, their name's no. on a list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Becky, Winnie, Plucky, Plucky's can't have list. them anymore. Um, oh, I had one more question for you, uh, which is, can I have a pig? Uh, y- yes, you can if you live in an area that's zoned for livestock. Oh, Santa Monica. Um, I it depends. It's gonna be different in every oh different city. in different places. Why are you yeah. asking our chicken expert if you can have a pig? I don't know. I just thought maybe she wanted to branch out. All right. Well, <laughs> Ke- Kelly, thanks for helping us crow about raising chickens. Paula, given all this wisdom that Kelly has imparted, what can you give our listeners about raising poultry in the backyard? House band Jamie Chamberlain, if you could give me a little background music for my chicken lesson. Buck, buck, buck. Kelly told us that urban chickens have to be 25 feet from the owner's dwelling, but she didn't say why. Why? Why? It's been eating away at me. Could it be because you need the space for the chicken sport fans who come in droves to watch chicken tether cabbage? Is it for chicken mother may I? Is it for a fire lane? Don't let your chickens play with matches. Is it because chicken owners tend to be obese and this way at least twice a day they walk 25 feet? I don't know. Walk, walk. Kelly Rudkowski is the founder of Poultry DVM and the Adopt-A-Bird Network. <laughs> Thank you very much for being on our show, Kelly. Thank you, Kelly. We'll get to the bottom of this. When we come back, more listeners' theme songs from our theme song contest. That's coming up right after this. If happy little roosters fly beyond the rainbow, why, oh, why can't I? The Cat of the Week is Miss Eartha Kitty from San Jose, California. Je cherche un chat, un chat, un chat. Nobody listens to Paula Poundstone, but that's okay, she's got her foot in the door. So why not listen to Paula Poundstone? She's awesome and she sleeps on the floor. Sifting kitty litter like a champ is part of her game. She'll refuse to let it pile up and reek. She improvises riffs about the slightly inane, brightening the whole freaking week. Nobody listens to Paula Poundstone, and that's a shame because she's a genius, you know. You ought to listen to Paula Poundstone and Adam Felber's on every show. So grab some good advice and let's go bump, bump, bump. It's good advice she wants you to know. She plays ping pong. Pong. That's wow. Well, Brack, that was listener Howard Starrett's theme song. Remember that? Yeah, that was a great one. It was. It was from last year. Really captured ones. Really captured a uh, you know sort of a a portrait of me. 
Um, it kind of did. Um, and you. Well, that's why we played it, because Howard was the one who um, introduced the idea, the meme, if you will, that uh, Adam Felber's on every show. You know, a lot of audience members come up to me when I'm on the road and ask if you really are on every show. I don't think they ask that, because if they listen to the shows, they'll hear that you and I are both on every show. No, they do. I'm the only one who gets that as part of his descriptor. So in some ways, I'm a little resentful of Howard Starrett, because he's... Um, I love you, Howard. You're a genius. Well, uh, if you yep. love him, you're going to love this, because apparently Howard um, came back at us with another theme song. Really? Now, I want to say right up in the top that like what we're going to play you is an excerpt from it, because um, it has a rather long tail uh-huh. um, on it, it, yeah. it, which is a, a sketch. It was very amusing, but we just don't have time for it on Sort of show. the Ulysses of theme, theme songs. Right. Yes. It was the Ulysses of theme songs, and we thank you for it, Howard. But uh, here's how it begins. Howard Starrett's new entry. Nobody listens. Nobody listens, since nobody listens to Paula Poundstone. Here's the Captain Crinkle Show. So he's, so I've been, what is that when you're not on the throne anymore? You've been supplanted, I've been, you've been, I've been de- deposed, you've been dethroned. I'm, I'm not, he's, so Howard's. By, the, by, by 20 seconds into his new opus, you're, you're no longer the host of the show. Ha- Howard's vision, Howard! I thought you understood me. Yeah. I thought you knew the ping pong, the sleeps on the floor. Next thing I know, I'm not. It's not even the. Nobody listens to Paula Poundstone anymore. It's oh, a Captain well, Crinkle don't, don't get, show. Don't get all worked up here. Have an utz. Is that going to connect us in it's any way? Is it the I'm crunch sure. that connects I say, us? It's supposed to be the crunch that connects us. And um, as soon as that segment that we just did was over, our bird expert left. Our chicken expert just walked on out. Yeah. But so we, how connected but was she to we us? We gave her three bags of Oots chips. Yeah. So, so she can disconnect from her boyfriend as well. <laughs> just more and more disconnecting. Yeah, we're disconnecting um, everybody. Yeah, no, I, you know, I got to say, the Oots original chips taste just fine to me. They don't But to me. they taste just fine, but I do not it, I do not feel the crunch has connected us. Can I say something that might- Would you? Um- they're not a sponsor of ours, and now they'll never will be because I'm not worried those are about shitty, that. Shitty, shitty chips. Oh, really? No, they're terrible. I wouldn't go. They as... are did bargain you... basement bad chips. They're did the kind have... of chips that you get I, as a kid. They they were the kind of chips that you'd find in school cafeterias, and you go like, oh, I guess they can't afford Lay's here. You know, so, it's like so... they're bodega chips. They're just like. But did you have the originals? Because you guys are. It's, here's the problem. You're, yeah, you're gone. You know, a chip starts out. I can guarantee you, Bill and Sally Utz never made barbecue chips or salt and vinegar chips. So what you're doing is you're going, you're going to the fringes of the brand. Mission and, creep. Yeah, precisely. Well, it's 2019. I hardly think sour cream and onion or barbecue are the fringes of a brand. They are. It's if not what Sally chip- and Bill started with. Well, fuck Sally and Bill. They started with a crunch that connected them from two different households. And you, didn't, you didn't get connected having that chip. I mean, there's No, I have the original and they tasted just fine, but I do not feel connected. Okay. If anything, look, you and I were at each other's we're throats arguing. over yeah, this. Absolutely. Totally disconnected. And, yeah. and Captain Crinkle, I may never speak to her again now that she's oh. taken over the show. <laughs> Thank you, speak, Howard Starrett. Speaking of Howard Starrett, we have some more entries in our theme sh- oh, song good. contest. All right, uh, let's, let's bring up right now uh, a delightful song accompanied by a ukulele, I believe. Oh, I Here's love that. Paul Forey, or Forey. Nobody listens to Paula Poundstone. Nobody listens to Paula 
we go. I love that. That's nice. Did he did he throw in an f bomb there? I th- it's not a bomb. It doesn't hurt people. Oh my my Paula god! Paula fucking Poundstone. Talk That's about fantastic. talk about understanding me at my That's at my beautiful. core. Yeah. Thank you so much, Paul. For you, yeah, um, Paul, Paul. That was great. It was really great. And um, was that a conscious homage to Tiny Tim? Because uh, when, when you I play a you Paul... can sing in a falsetto, I think. I think you're thinking Tiny Tim a little I'd bit. I bet right? you Paul's not even old enough to know who Tiny Tim was. Well, how would you? How could you tell Paul's age? You couldn't tell Paul's age. No. What's his age? Uh, he's about uh, maybe thirty. About thirty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's not old enough to know who Tiny. Paul, write in is. and tell us how old you are. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> In fact, Paul, make another song wherein you sing your age. Yes, sing your age in a falsetto if you don't mind. And let us know if you know who Tiny Tim is. Paul, we want you to be a guest on our show. I'm I'm 30 years old. Never heard of Tiny Tim, this is just what I sound like. I like to sing high because I am high. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and on that note, here's uh, Andrew Green. He's throwing a little hip-hop Andrew Green, hip-hop thing. Yep. This is cool, Pepper. Ray Horseman Studios on Miranda Street. Adam Felber, Paula Poundstone. This is cool, Pepper. Laying it down. <laughs> Get knowledge on Paula Poundstone. Go to college with Paula Poundstone. Maggie Smith won't call her on the phone. Got 13 cats at home. Thomas Coyne, not nah, he's not here. Put this podcast in your ear like a modern day Will Shakespeare. Got cheated by Frontier, but her finger bars, they're not right. <laughs> Funny parts, mix it up in the kitchen, mix it up in the kitchen, make it dynamite. Eating chocolate chips, yeah, every night. Watching movies in Adam's backyard. New vocabulary, man, it's so hard. Ken Lizebnik's avant-garde. Leaving Temmie and Nellie scarred. Nobody listens to Paula Poundstone. 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 <laughs> this goes on, doesn't it? Nobody listens to Paula Poundstone. Nobody listens to Paula Poundstone. Wow, that was that great. That was fantastic. Oh, you know, Thank you so much. Andrew, if you don't mind, you know, when Ken's back over the holiday, maybe, or something. We'll play that uh, again? I'd like to play it again. It's so great. That, Not only yeah. was there a great shout-out to just about everybody on the show, um, there's some real deep fan details there, including the characters from Ken Lizebnik's America Yeah, yeah, Ken, and Ken Lizebnik's avant-garde. Yeah. Oh, my that God. That was really You know, fantastic. when he goes back to teaching his uh, MFA yeah. programs, he's going to demand more money. Yeah, he can uh, now. Because he's avant-garde. He's been, uh, I love that. That was fantastic. avant-garde in hip-hop. That, I love that piece. Yeah, that was great. Um, all right. Now, if you have a theme song that you want to send to us, do so at nobodylistenstopaulapoundstone at gmail.com. There's the best way. Adam Felbert, too. Oh, look at this. Uh, it is uh, French Trump. French Trump, welcome. I didn't do it. It is okay to do it, and I will do it again. He did it. 
French Trump. French Trump. I killed Bag Daddy with my bare hands, and I killed Bag Mommy too. There was no Bag Mommy. He died like a dog because I threw him a frisbee. You know the plastic discs that a dog likes. I distracted him like I distracts the American people. Um, French Trump, can I ask you a couple of questions? Oui. Could you say? Doug again? Did you Doug. say Doug? Doug. Is that, a, distra- is that how a Frisbee says? He like a Doug. I killed him with my bare hands. Can you say Frisbee again? Frisbee. Frisbee. Yeah, I'm almost certain that's not right, French Trump. Of the Frisbee. I threw it for him in the back of a cave. The cave? In the back of a cave. <laughs> cave. In the back of the cave. Again, again the, the French Trump has a second draft on all his accents. I, uh, I didn't do it. It's okay to do it. I will do it again. He did it. I am French Trump. How do you feel about the impeachment proceedings? Impeachment? Yes. They cannot do it. Why not? Uh, it's not proper. You cannot investigate a sitting president, no. and I am sitting. You are indeed sitting, but... Uh, I am sitting. It may look like I'm squatting, but I am sitting. Yeah, it does look like you're squatting. Um, but you can investigate a president. That's that's the law. That there's an impeachment. No, law. no. What? No. You are wrong, Adam Felbert. <laughs> the Democrats are wrong. You I, cannot you say no investigate. Again? Would you say no again? No. See, now, <laughs> that's fake French, no. French Trump. No, it's not fake French. It would be no. It is not fake French. No. No. No, you're a nah. nah. You're a nah. No Frenchman does that. No respectable Frenchman. We do. We do. I'm French Trump, and that's exactly what we do. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, you cannot impart. No impeach- impeachment. I have great and unmatched wisdom. Yes, you do. It's and definitely unmatched. Bear. Yes. Well, thank you. Thank you for visiting French Trump. Feel free to You'll talk to me. You'll see me again in the driveway on the south lawn of the White House. Uh, it's Bullshit Boulevard, Drivel Drive. That's where I talk. <laughs> yes, Bullshit Boulevard. Um, I don't know how we became a puppet show. I really don't. Now, Paula, you're uh, going out on the road as usual. Oh, my God. Yes, I'm going out on the road. Where are you going to be have, performing the comedy? I love being a comic, but I hate self-promotion. Oh, that's I right. I just don't I'm... like doing it. All right, okay, that's right. I, my my bad. Let's move on. I'll so... be in a gunquit, Maine, at Jonathan's gunquit. On November 29th. <laughs> a little bit of French Trump. And I'm in Annapolis, Maryland, on at the Ram's Head on stage on December 6th. They just added a second show. Whoa. Which sounds so great. But it what, does. What we're not telling you is it seats 50 people. And I'm in Key West <laughs> at the Key West Theater on December 7th. That's only if I can get my luggage there. Why wouldn't you be able to get because your luggage Because when you there? go to check in from Los Angeles to go to Key West. Uh-huh. Right, I have my, I have my, I have an away bag. I know that has uh, fifty pounds of merchandise in it. Because, yeah, you, you know, merch, sure. right? And, and then I have uh, uh, my regular clothing bag, another fifty pounds. And they'll go. We can only. Now, why would they'll it... say we can only take one bag? What do you mean you only take one bag? We can only take one bag. You'll have. Like, I checked in to one Key time West, you mean? at like five in the morning. I'm checking in. They go, oh, do you have anybody can come pick it up? Wow. You know, I don't know anyone who likes me well enough. To come pick up my bag from LAX. Can I make a suggestion at here? At five in the morning. I'm gonna make a suggestion here. Mm-hmm. For Key West. Yeah. Take one bag. Uh, but I go to two different dates before I go to Key West. Oh, okay. Do you see? Yeah. It's a hard to figure out puzzle. Okay. It's like trying to figure out I why the-, the 25 feet from the chickens. That's what I can't understand. Why? You know what? It turns out she just didn't know. Well, this is my point. Yeah. But why? 
I, none of us know. Why now. didn't she know? She knew everything else. She sure was acting like she was concealing something. Yeah. But I, I, don't, I don't think she was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think she might have been in on the Trump phone call when he called the chickens and said, but one more thing, can I ask you a favor? And the chickens like, bah. Yeah. 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 He asked an, the chickens to investigate the, bad, yeah. the badans. I asked the chicken to investigate the badans. The badans? The badans. Is that how you say Biden in France? Uh, French Hotel and du badan. <laughs> I asked the chicken, I said, well, have you seen them up to anything? Bark, bark, <laughs> Oh, tell me more, chicken. Bark, 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 That is very interesting. Bark, 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 quid pro quo. <laughs> No, no, chicken. There's no quid pro quo. No, no, there is no quid pro quo. Okay, now if you want to send in the theme song, a vocabulary song, or just ask us a question, again, that email address is nobody listens to Paula Poundstone at gmail.com. You could win a bar of fresh hotel soap autographed by Paula Poundstone. I'm so glad you remembered it was fresh soap. I wanted to do that for you this week. That was great. As nobody listens to Paula Bounce on the gmail.com, we'll be back right after this. No, 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 no. According to climate scientists, we have 10 years and 10 weeks until the Earth begins to become uninhabitable. Les oiseaux dans la charmille. We are so thrilled at your interest in attending Hieronymus Wiggenstaff's School for Heroism and Villainy. Wiggenstaff's beautiful campus boasts state-of-the-art facilities and instructors with real-world experience. We are also proud to say that our alumni have gone on to be professional heroes and villains in the most renowned kingdoms in the world. But of course, you are not applying to the main school, are you? You're applying for our sidekick and henchperson annex. You will still benefit from the school's amazing campus, and you'll have a lifetime of steady employment. Of course, there's no guarantee how long that lifetime will be. Join the McElroys as they return to Dungeons & Dragons with The Adventure Zone Graduation, every other Thursday on Maximum Fun, or wherever podcasts are found. <sighs> There's nothing quite like sailing in the calm international waters on my ship, the SS Biopic. Avast! It's actually pronounced biopic. No, you dingus! It's biopic! Who the hell says that? It's biopic! Because it's the, the word words biology. for biography and picture. If you... All right, that is enough. Ahoy! I'm Dave Holmes. I am the host of the rebooted podcast formerly known as International Waters, designed to resolve petty but persistent arguments like this. How? By pitting two teams of opinionated comedians against each other with trivia and improv games, of course. Winner takes home the right to be right. What podcast be this? It's called Troubled Waters, where we disagree to disagree! On this day in unremarkable history, Moses said, Boy, you've got to remember to bend your knees when you lift those tablets. Dun, da, da, da. All right, we're back. <laughs> but now, Paula, um, before we uh, head off into this night and do do our last couple of things, do you want to render a verdict on um, the Uts chips? The Uts chips. I do not feel that the Uts chips, Uts Uts, right, uh, brought what it was it. 
the R- crunch bring, that brings us, us all. Conne- I don't feel connected as a result of the oh, crunch. I'll go farther and I say I think it's a downright divisive crunch. I yeah, it's, it's really. It's the politics of yeah. division are being played by this. Honestly, yeah. this is almost like, you know, Thanksgiving dinner during the Trump years. Yeah. That's how ugly it's gotten yeah, in this room. If you want room. your family to actually dissolve, yeah. serve Utz chips for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Because it's already a pressure cooker, and you add shitty potato chips, that's it. Uh-huh. Serve Utz chips, and they're going to serve the subpoenas. <laughs> that's right. That's how ugly it gets. <laughs> it gets really ugly. And now, Paula... Um, this is customarily the time of the show where I ask you if you have any messages for our listener. But you know, I do. From what I under- oh. oh, I do. do. Okay. Adam, I, I think I speak okay. for both of us when I say that we love doing this podcast. We do. As we've discussed in the past, the, the hair in the salad, the turd in the pool, the texting at the party, is that we can only continue to make the podcast if we grow our listenership. Yeah, that's the right. Therefore, speaking for myself now. See, peaking. Therefore, speaking for myself now, uh. I have been selling performance CDs, my remarkably soft tripolyblend T-shirts with a self-portrait on the front and a memorable quote on the back, mm-hmm. my book, The Totally Unscientific Study of the Search for Human Happiness, in paperback, hardcover, and audio versions, my book, There's Nothing in This Book That I Meant to Say, the audio version, okay. and soon, custom-made catnip-filled cat toys, all of which are available at paulapoundstone.com in an effort to raise enough money to advertise our podcast during the Super Bowl. Oh, is that the goal? Yeah. Because <laughs> if you advertise our podcast during the Super Bowl, I guess we'd get a lot of listeners. Right, exactly. like 100 million people watch the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, it's an expensive ad there, Paula. Well, I do have a plan B, which is for our listeners themselves to spread the word about our yeah, podcast. it's a little bit of a roundabout trip to get here, but here we are. But as you know, Adam, sometimes our listeners find that telling their friends and loved ones that they listen to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone... Uh, but comedy fans, this is what's known as the premise. ...can be an awkward conversation. Sure could be. So I have written some simple, sample dialogue to wax paper that slide. Try this. To wax paper that slide? Yeah. When we were kids and we go on the slide, we always use wax paper on it. Oh, didn't know. Yeah, that's a thing. Okay. Try this. So this is a simple sample dialogue for our listeners who might have trouble communicating their fandom for our show to their friends. Precisely. Okay. Because some find it awkward. novel concept, but uh, I don't know where you're going with this, Paula, but go ahead. Listener's friend, I am so glad to see you. So you've gone vegan, huh? It looks like this was the perfect restaurant to take you to. I can't wait to hear all about your life. I mean, you were an insurance adjuster, and then you just went off to the tropical forest of South America to live among sloths. That's amazing. How's your food? My gluten-free bowl with the beef-shaped carrots and the chicken-inspired roast nuts is a little dry. You were smart to get just a leaf and a mango for dessert. So tell me everything. What was it like? You've got a little mango on your face. This is really, really specific, I would say. Listener. It was great. Listener's friend. How did you do it? I mean, how did you fit in among a group of two-toed sloths? Listener. I only have two toes. Listener's friend. I guess that's right. You're getting mango juice on your shirt. You know... I've known you for years, and I never knew you wanted to live among sloths. When did this come up? You're going to fall off that chair. Oh, I see. You're hanging off the back of the chair. 
Listener. For a long time, I've been listening to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, the comedy podcast. I never told you because oh my god, it felt awkward. See, Adam. Yeah, listener's yeah. friend. Yes, this Nobody listens to Paula Poundstone. The comedy podcast told you to go live with slaws. That's just weird. That's like a cult. Did you have to pay money? Was it a multi-level marketing scheme? Do you have a garage full of cleaning products? Was there Kool-Aid? Listener. No, no, no. They did have a sloth on the show a couple of times. <laughs> Keep going. But it wasn't, it wasn't that. I laughed my ass off listening each week. Bonnie's been taking pictures all night. She's missing And this. they seem to be having so much fun. Plus, I'm sure they're not making any money. So I felt inspired to go do something fun and money be damned. <laughs> Listener's friend. Really? Wow, that sounds fantastic. I'm going to start listening to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, the comedy podcast. I think we pay at the register. Let's get out of here. Do you need help getting out of the chair? Listener. It's not good to move me. Okay, that's um, it's quite a dialogue there, Paula. Um, so you're saying that in a situation where... A listener is inspired enough by our podcast to travel to South America and live among sloths, and indeed is slowly becoming a sloth, as evidenced by their increasingly slower diction at this very dinner. Uh huh. This would be the kind of way that they might be able to share that with their friend. Exactly. It's it's one listener at a time, Adam. It's, it's one a, listener at a time. It's a very specific listener. That was a yeah yeah. But I mean, people really enjoy the show. And that kind of levity, that kind of lightning, that kind of thinking outside of the box, you know, inspires them. Yeah. Well, I, you know what? I'm inspired by the fact that you, you went ahead and, and ate almost an entire mango. <laughs> yeah. And it, Well, when I say ate, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of it on your shirt and pants right now. <laughs> but um, but it, it was both inspirational and just flat out disgusting. Um, Can you help me get upside down in my chair? I'm not going to help you get upside down in your chair. You know what? I, I thank you for that one, Paula. You took us on a trip. You painted a picture with words. Um, <laughs> and I'm sure it's really going to help us get more listeners. All right, nobody's out. I painted uh, one... a picture with words and mango. <laughs> and mango. Oh, no, you painted your wardrobe with mango. <laughs> All right, nobody's. Remember, our email what? address again is nobody listens to Paula Poundstone at gmail.com. That was a treat. And you can find me and Adam on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can find... My remarkably soft tri-poly blend t-shirt uh, with a self-portrait oh, on the, the left right breast and, and a memorable quote on the back <laughs> at paulapoundstone.com. That's our show. <laughs> Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone is hosted by Paula Poundstone and yours truly, Adam Felber. So you can see how it could happen. I could, it seems so likely almost. <laughs> Produced by Paula Poundstone, Adam Felber, Bonnie Burns, Ken Lezebnik, and Tony Anita Hull. Technical direction by Ray Horseman and mixing by Anthony Alfaro. Special thanks to tonight's house band, Jamie Chamberlain. Woo! That was fantastic. And thanks to our guest, Kelly Rutkowski. And Woo! we are going to find out 
Your secrets, Kelly. Security muscles provided by Tyler Knives Burke. Thank you, Knives. He needs 25 feet. <laughs> Transcription services for this show provided by Transcribe Me. For your special Paula Poundstone discount, use code Paula Poundstone when placing your order at transcribeme.com. That's our show for tonight. Won't somebody please listen to me? Time to say goodbye. Paese che non ho mai, no, 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 esisto non più. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported. An official message from Medicare. A new law is helping me save more money on prescription drug costs. Maybe you can save too. With Medicare's extra help program, my premium is zero and my out-of-pocket costs are low. Who should apply? Single people making less than $23,000 a year or married couples who make less than $31,000 a year. Even if you don't think you qualify, it pays to find out. Go to ssa.gov slash extra help. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. An official message from Medicare. A new law is helping me save more money on prescription drug costs. Maybe you can save too. With Medicare's extra help program, my premium is zero and my out-of-pocket costs are low. Who should apply? Single people making less than $23,000 a year or married couples who make less than $31,000 a year. Even if you don't think you qualify, it pays to find out. Go to ssa.gov slash extra help. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services.